Welcome to Winging It Millennial, where I discuss relationships, friendships, music, self-care, and so much more. It's unfiltered, free, and though we're winging it, we still reach new heights. Now let's chat. I'm a dude. She's a dude. He's a dude. Because we're all dudes. Hey, I'm a dude. She's a dude. He's a dude. Because we're all dudes. Hey. What's up, you guys? How are you doing? I am doing well. And as you can see from the title of this podcast, I will be talking about the things that Good Burger has taught me. Good Burger was a movie that featured Keenan and Kel from Nickelodeon. I believe it was a Nickelodeon production too. I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, um, the restaurant that they worked at was Good Burger. And they had a big rival right across the street named Mondo Burger. And you just... I will watch the movie. I'm not telling you the whole movie. But I will be telling you the things that I learned from that movie. Now you're probably like, who <laughs> sits there and watches Good Burger and think, hmm, this movie is very intellectual. Well, I didn't do that, but I'm winging it, and I'm like, you know, even the silliest things that we, like, overlook have some of the the most deepest lessons ever, and this movie definitely has some gems, whether you realize it or not, and hopefully today, by the end of this podcast, you will see what those gems were. So, the first lesson I learned from Good Burger (laughs) was that healthy competition is helpful. So Mondo Burger, which was their rival right across the street, they were very ambitious with their ambitious, ambitious, their injected burgers (laughs) and their beautiful layout of their restaurant. It was just everything that Good Burger was not. Whereas Good Burger was a more simple burger fry and shake spot, you know, but everybody loved it because it's just it offers what they want. You don't have to always be crazy freaking complicated for um, to, you know, to attract and maintain customers. So um, but as I'm like watching it and seeing the differences in them and as you'll see later in the film, they end up coming. Good Burger ends up coming along, on you know, getting on board and bringing their uh special sauce into the mix and this made me realize that healthy competition is helpful because you know when you are in your own lane but still motivated by others because they're pushing themselves it can be good and and sometimes when you're in when you compete for whatever it is as long as it's not toxic and crazy you push yourself and you learn things about yourself that you wouldn't have really known and you learn to you know find out what it is that works for you that makes you stand out in your own right so I feel that um though they were competing and it got a little crazy probably wasn't always healthy competition because Mondo Burger was toxic if you watch the film you'll see that they were taking competition to a whole nother level but 
I will say that um, healthy competition is good. You know what I mean? As long as you don't lose your mind and get real dirty in it. Um, a little competition can be good. Don't shy away from it or be, you know, intimidated by it because it's always an opportunity for you to grow. Lesson number two, do you. So in the film, Dexter, played by Keenan, he hit his teacher's car right when summer break was beginning to start. And he was <laughs> riding his parents' car, I believe without their knowledge, because he didn't have a license or anything. And um, he ended up getting in an accident and running into his teacher. And <laughs> if you see Sinbad, you'll see that Sinbad had a style of his own. And I'm not mad at him because, you know, I had a style of my own. I'm sure you know people that had a style of their own. You know what I mean? I, I'm all for doing your own thing, going against the grain. And Sinbad which I don't know what his name was in the film, but that's the, the comedian who played his teacher. He had a, a <laughs> his own swag, okay? He had the fro, he had the Joanne Fabrics t-shirt, well, um, shirt. And, you know, he was a flashy guy because he had a nice car and the decked out mailbox that ends up getting ran over. But what stood out to me was he, he had self-expression. He didn't care. He had to know that he was different, to say the least. But he did him. And he was in his own bubble. He was living it up. You couldn't tell him nothing about his fro, about his multiple fabrics in his shirt. You know, he was in his own little bubble. And that's how I like to be. Um, because there's it, so many followers in this world. <laughs> Everybody, you know, trying to, you know knock on everyone else that does anything that's different and then there's so many people that's trying to be different yet they end up being all the same people are really afraid of going against the grain and pushing the envelope and doing it all in the name of fuck it i love it i'm winging it <laughs> and this is what i feel like doing and you know maybe tomorrow i'll feel like eh, i'm not feeling it but as of right now i'm doing me <laughs> I really got to learn to put my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> because that freaking notification. But anyway. No. um, You know. You, you, do, you do it all in the sake of. Hey. I, I love myself. I'm doing it. And I'm expressing myself the way I see fit. You know. I might switch it up tomorrow. I might not. But I'm doing me. And I feel liberated in doing it. And uh, what I was going to say was. Um looking back in high school some stuff I'm like what the hell were you doing with those rain boots on that day and it was not raining and I remember <laughs> somebody actually said something to me she was younger in one of the smaller uh classes um as I mean not smaller classes one of the uh like freshmen or something I might have been a sophomore junior I can't remember but <laughs> my rain boots were very cute but I didn't really, I guess it, it didn't register to me that these are technically rain boots. Uh, I just know that they were cute and I wanted to wear them that day. And I remember she said, oh, some, she tried to say something about the rain. <laughs> like, was it going to rain today or whatever? I said, no, I just felt like doing it. And I remember I had, um, I don't know if she remembers, but Christine, if you're listening, I'll never forget this. You actually was like, you know, hey, more or less, like sometimes you have to do you. Like you more or less... <laughs> 
as I was telling her, like, nah, it's not going to rain, but this is what I want to do. You kind of chimed in, too. And it, it, that sticks, sticks to me, sticks with me to this day. And I might not have wore rain boots again, but I definitely continued to um, express myself in my own way with my hair, even after high school. And I would absolutely wear rain boots again on a summer day if I do so choose because they're my shoes they're my feet it's my style you know you know people wear fur on a fucking 80 degree day you know what I mean so it doesn't really matter you make your own rules and Sinbad happened to help reinforce <laughs> that for me and reminded me of that particular time where I expressed myself freely and absolutely have no regrets for doing so number three ask for what you want clearly so <laughs> in good burger because i gotta give you the reference first <laughs> the guy asked for a good burger <laughs> with nothing on it kel with his literal self <laughs> gives him two buns and he's like you said nothing on it but (laughs) obviously he wanted the burger he just didn't want all the extra stuff on it but that made me think hmm well technically Cal was right you said nothing on it well and it made me think you gotta ask for what you want clearly and we do this we have issues with this right we tend to hint at or assume people know what we want whether it be in your relationship with your significant other um on your job where you want that promotion or just anything day to day where you expect common courtesy or just expect your silent words (laughs) to be understood and it doesn't work like that you have to ask for what you want clearly it's called being assertive it's called being an adult it's and it's a sense of pride in that you know it's a good thing to know that you ask for you want you didn't do it passive aggressively and that way when you ask for what you want clearly there's no room for no mistakes you know and if there is if you don't get what you want you can never say hey, well i didn't ask for it or i wasn't clear you know it, it, it won't fall on you so <laughs> that little silly scene made me realize you know hey you gotta ask for what you want and you gotta be clear about what you want number four defend yourself don't let no one tell you who you are so you know like i said the competition got a little crazy and it's so crazy and you could really tell that um damn it i forgot um his name the owner of mondo burger but he was a jerk and um he was so even though he had his big injected burgers and everything super sized and huge and his big beautiful building he was so they were so bothered by good burger even before good burger even had the sauce like they came over there talking that shit and it, it you know they were so bothered and dexter you know played by keenan was new and just recently started. He might have only been working a day or so. And they come over there talking junk and basically letting them know how they're gonna wipe them out and just 
turning their nose on Good Burger because they were opening up and Dexter wasn't having it. You know, he stood up for where he worked himself and he let it be known. Like, you're not going to just come up in here. You know, we got this. And I think that's important because even though Dexter might not have fully uh, believed in Good Burger yet, <laughs> he was going to be damned if they were going to come up there and just talk junk about it. And that, I mean, look, <laughs> I'm like that too, whether it be anyone I love or just anything. I'm just not going to let anyone just say anything about anything to me because they're on some pedestal where they think that they know better. You know, you got to defend yourself at all costs. Now, if something's constructive, you know, you you take heed, you listen, if, you know, if it's valuable to do so. But you don't let nobody just come out there and talking about you, discrediting you, your work, your whatever. And I just thought it was dope how Dexter came up in there like, you know, because Dexter, <laughs> he, 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 he didn't take nothing from nobody. If you really look at that movie... You know, even when um, he worked at Mondo Burger for like a day and did horribly, he was not letting the owner, which I keep forgetting his name, just say anything to him. Like, <laughs> he was a smart-ass kid. And um, so, yeah, I would say defend yourself. Don't let no one tell you what who you are. And that would be tip or lesson number four. Number five, your job is not your life. Now, there's nothing wrong with loving your job, growing on your job, and feeling a sense of pride and accomplishment, and just learning a lot about yourself from the work you do. Um, but Mondo Burger, he was like, you know, this is going to be, you have no life now, this is, you're going to basically breathe blood, sweat, and tears, everything's going to be Mon- uh, Mondo Burger. And... I feel like sometimes jobs, they may not say that directly, but that's what it ends up being. And then some people, if you're used to giving all you got and throwing yourself into your work, you tend to believe that. And it's absolutely not true. Because as we know, and I see it on the internet all the time, if you lose your job today or tomorrow, if you die today or tomorrow, your your um, job posting for your position will be up in no time. It's a business, you know, so why place your job way higher on your list of values if you're easily disposable? You know, it's really something to think about. Doesn't mean that you don't do your best. Do your best at everything, you know, but it's not your life. And to add to that, you know, unfortunately, it's a business. It can be a slimy business. People are people. If you lose your job, God forbid, you know, it's very important that you know who you are and have a life outside of it because sometimes you know you can really go through a rough time after losing your job when you put so much of your identity into your work and with this label whether you're a manager or not and some people without that job they feel like nothing so it just you know that this is like one of the lessons that actually stood out to me the most because we really have to know who we are and and know what our values are outside of things that can be easily taken away from us our values have to really be things that are within our control not job titles number six don't let no one con you 
read the fine print. Now, as smart as Dexter was, he was slick. He took advantage of that special sauce that um, Keenan made. I mean, not Keenan. Keenan played Dexter. Um, that Ed made, and he went with it. And he's like, "Shoot, this is gonna take care of me." He just started thinking about himself. So he made that slimy ass contract and just took advantage of Ed's intelligence or lack of intelligence, or so he thought, <laughs> and had him do that crappy contract because he knew that money and all that stuff wasn't Hell's motive, and he just figured that he he wouldn't know any better. And you probably hear it all the time, but read the fine print. Read the fine print, no matter who it is. Because a lot of times, people are looking out for their own best interest. And you'll be the one caught with a bill, debt, nothing. You know, so read the fine print. Number seven. Play dumb. Now, like I said... Dexter thought that Ed was dumb, but if you, when you watch the movie and see the end, you will see that <laughs> Ed was different, but he wasn't really dumb because he had a whole idea of, you know, basically how he was going to save Good Burger. And, you know, you'll, you'll see him connect a lot of dots and everything. And Dexter's looking at him like, what? You thought of that? So he was a lot smarter than he seemed. And I was like, man, Ed really might be the GOAT because he acted all silly and out of it but he really knew what he was doing you know he knew what his value was and he he had a mission and a lot of times people think that or take your kindness for weakness or think that you're completely oblivious to the games or, or you know to whatever but you connecting them dots but it's fun let don't you know, let them think you don't know what's going on you know what i mean so then you can say bam I know what it is. And I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like that's what Ed did. He played dumb. Because I really don't he couldn't have obviously been as stupid <laughs> as as you know everyone anticipated because he was a lot smarter. And off and again, I mean, he made the sauce. So, you know, he really is what saved Good Burger. You know, so play dumb. Don't ever let somebody think that they tricking you. Number nine, I believe that's number nine. The protect your special sauce. Now, obviously, Good Burger talked about special sauce. Well, the special sauce that um, Ed made. And that special sauce is what got Mondo's bur- Mondo Burger's panties in a bunch. Where they started just trying to poison the sauce and all that stuff. Because they were so worked up over the fact that Good Burger was on top again. And it really made me think, we got to protect our special sauce. Your sauce could be your peace of mind. It could be whatever you value. It could be your home. It could be your man, your woman. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you value, you know, your gifts, your talents, your relationship with God, whatever it is, protect your special sauce. Don't let nobody come in and take it from you. Don't let no one poison it. Protect it. It's yours. 
I need y'all to like, you know, hand clap, do whatever you got to do. Because y'all didn't know I was going to pull all this deepness out of Good Burger. But see, when you open your eyes and you expand your mind and, and just, you know, open your ears, there's a lot of gems. There's a lot of things you can take from stuff. So next time you watch Good Burger, I want you to watch it closely. And really taking all the messages. And quick, real quick, a funny thing was <laughs> I made my mom watch it and <laughs> you could tell she's like looking at it like this is the dumbest shit ever. She 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 wasn't a big <laughs> big fan of Good Burger. But I was like, look, we gotta watch it for old time's sake. She knew that I was gonna be um making a podcast episode. And you know, she's a huge support to me, like my number one supporter shout out to you ma um but yeah hope you enjoyed me going down memory lane and talking about good burger and also creating a you know a unique spin on it and just talking about some things that i learned from it um it's big part of my childhood you know all of nickelodeon and all that stuff you know it just was really a fun ride to go and watch this and talk about this stuff and i'm I definitely plan to have more episodes on things, you know, related to um, Nick and just different things I learned. I mean, watched as a kid and uh, teenager. So definitely enjoy this ride with me. I hope that you're having a great day. I want to thank you for listening. If you would be so kind, leave me a rating on Apple if you're listening and share this podcast and try to get myself out there and just continue to listen and give me any feedback good bad whatever um and just know that we're going to be winging it over here winging it and yeah enjoy your day be blessed peace